What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Humble Thread Podcast. Uh, this is the second episode of Season 2. Uh, we are calling this season the Level Up Season. Uh, yes, if you are just joining us, uh, you know, want to know a little bit about the show, we are a bi-weekly podcast that feels like you're hanging out with good friends, just talking about life, sharing relatable stories and interests. And I am Michael Hart. And I'm David Graves. Love it. Dude, let's just dive right in, man. Let's get humble. What's going on in the world of Graves? Man, we're in full swing, guys. Uh, Life's a little different this year than it was last year. Your boy, Caden, hasn't gone anywhere. He's still here. Um, So we've been in full swing on that. He just turned one month, surprisingly. That might be a surprise to you guys. It felt like he just got here. Um, I, I feel like Every day blends together. People will be asking me what day it is. And I'm like, oh, it's Monday. I'm like, yeah, it's Thursday, Dave. I'm like, oh, literally my life consists of feeding, changing, and just being with him. So I don't really pay attention to time or anything. I just try and uh, be in those moments. But a little bit of a correction because I got made fun of this whole weekend um, by my fiance, Ashley. Um, what, what did I say, Mike? Uh, mesophilioma. They thought that's what I said. They yeah. were testing for Katie. I- I tried to jump in when you said that, and I was like, are you sure? And you were like, I, I'm not entirely sure, but mesothelioma. Yep. And I was like, I, hey. I even said it at the beginning, and everyone knows. I said, I'm pretty sure I'm not sure, um, but it was actually cystic <laughs> cystic fibrosis, however you say that. So there's a lot of syllables in there, but um, they tested that. He does not have that, thank God. So he's been through the ringer. He has a lot of testing for a lot of different things. Um, one thing they did test for and that he does have is a elevated thyroid, which honestly, in the grand scheme of things, out of all the stuff they tested for, a hole in his heart, um, brain, uh, spine, all that stuff they were like skeptical of, he does not have. So I'll take that. That man can take some medicine. Um, I was doing some Google, which you shouldn't ever Google some stuff. You should actually go to a health care professional. Um, they were saying like, you know, surgery, everything else like that, but he can live a normal life, run around, jump around, everything. Happiest child I've ever seen. All he wants to do is eat. Man eats like a freaking linebacker. You can't get the bottles quick enough, but he's good to go. Healthy boy. Uh, I think he goes tomorrow to, to for them to evaluate more of the thyroid thing, but he's good, man. He's good to go. Um, fatherhood is weird. It's, it feels like you're in the matrix and someone's going to pull the plug at any minute. Uh, but yeah, so I've been doing that guys and I, I've been working my butt off. Uh, me and Mike, like we said, we took this break. Um, and Mike, feel free to jump in whenever. We took this break to make sure our content was better. We're giving you guys better things in season two. We're leveling up, just like Mike said. Uh, we're going to take this seriously because you guys have shown us that you actually care about it with all these listeners we've gotten. Um, so I've been working on the Humble Minute. Uh, either I want to say early next week, you guys will get the first um, Humble Minute. It's a long one. Uh, I'm not even going to tease it. It's, it's something that's coming out very soon. So I wanted to do that. We also have the B sides coming out. Um, that's a deep dive. You guys have already heard, uh, two of them. They were on here. That's with a guy, uh, throwing sideways, really good one. That's amazing. So go on YouTube and make sure you run that up. And then we also have the Spider-Man one. And (laughs) I know we probably, that was probably maybe a little lackluster because we were exhausted after coming from that. We were like delusional. Oh we were like we were hyped up on just having seen like the the movie. We we you know it, it yeah. But either way, yeah. Humble 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 minute and B sides. I'm really excited to uh, to get more of those out. 
and just you know see see where this season takes us yeah which we will definitely see how everything pans out if you guys enjoy that type of stuff then you can let us know um and we'll keep doing more things uh you know humble minute is between me or mike can do stuff we'll be in it together a lot of things that we're uh hype about um but we'll see i don't know just figured it was some extra stuff for you guys to go out there and see uh, maybe Mike's yo-yo collection can go on the humble minute. My pop collection can go on the humble minute. Yep, yeah, it's behind him. You guys haven't seen it, but you don't need to see it. It's okay. We're gonna save that. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that, working on that because I, I want to keep myself busy. Uh, even with the child, you gotta have hobbies outside of it. This is our hobby. Um, and then recently, we also just went out to dinner. It was a nice night out. We had to, we got to ship Caden off to Ashley Sisters. Uh, so, you know, we've been inside all day, every day. We, ha- we have been taking him out with us sometimes, but he's still an infant and we can't be out too long without actually breastfeeding um, and getting that stuff together. But we went to a Mexican f- uh, restaurant. I can't remember the name. Casa Herrera. Casa Herrera. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, main reason we went there was because they had margarita flights. And <laughs> if- I, I'll tell you what, man, like. Like when when they when you hear flight yeah. in like any bar or craft brewery or anything like that, you usually get like an assortment of like five ounce like samplers. Mm-hmm. The like this place was not pulling any any jokes, anything, any punches on these mm-hmm. things. Uh, when you ordered a flight of margaritas, you just got three margaritas yep. uh, of like regular size yep. because like I and my wife Carolyn were the only ones on the table that didn't get flights. Um, we we were like we're gonna be a little more responsible. Just get one drink. Our drinks were still like a little bigger than like the standard margarita, mm-hmm. but overall, the people who got flights basically got three whole drinks. It was um, worth it. But yeah, yeah, and the food was great. It was great. Like, I I you know I I've got some on the menu as a joke because of I you know I because I you know every now and then everyone's been to Taco Bell, <laughs> and uh you know I've had the gordita crunch or whatever. Um, cheesy gordita or whatever and so they had gorditas on their menu I was like yo what's like an authentic gordita gonna actually be mm-hmm. like and I'll tell you what it blew my mind how good it was uh, I mean the, the whole table looked incredible with all the food that we yeah, got yeah it was an amazing night out uh, next time we will definitely do a reservation I think you know um, <laughs> Mike, Mike made a point he said next time we go out let's make a reservation I said very true um, which you know we because because there was there was like what eight or nine yeah. of us yeah yeah enough Just rolling rolling squad deep into a onto a uh, Mexican yeah. restaurant on like what a Friday or Saturday uh, Saturday yeah it was enough for them to push yeah, tables just... together I'll tell you that that's how enough of us it was but it, it was it was good I definitely think like maybe once a month we could try and do that because I you know it's it's yeah. fun sitting there talking um Mike well Ashley finally came out and. She usually doesn't come out. She's like, all you guys are going to talk about is video games. Wow, wow. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, we're actually having, you know, meaningful conversations, but she's been trapped. So this is her one opportunity to come out, get food, get drinks, and she hasn't been able to drink in a, a very long time. So um, we had some some nice conversations, me, Mike, and uh, Ashley and Carolyn mostly because we were on the other side of the table. We are talking about, you know, money, funds, being in a relationship, um, how it takes two people. I will say me and Ashley's relationship has gotten 10 times better since having Caden. Because uh, we know we are a team, so we have to work as a team. I could just be her excited to have, that we have a baby, or her excited that we have um, our wedding stuff getting getting together, which I'll dive into pretty soon. But uh, I feel like her seeing another couple who's also as responsible as we are. We're, we're older. We're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing, and we respect each other. 
her getting to talk on mic with Carolyn, I think that opened her eyes. Uh, we were also talking about the, um, the the bill thing that we were talking about, where you have an account. Mike and Carolyn brought this up. You have an account. Um, it's a joint account, but it's separate from your account. You put the money in there, and the bills get taken out of it. There's no arguments, because as long as you put your money in there, there should be no issues. Um, and she actually brought it up to me today and said, yeah, we should actually start that. Even though I've been saying like we should do all this other stuff, but sometimes she needs to have a second opinion, which I, I'm, uh, I perfectly agree on it. Um, so being out with them definitely helped out in her hearing some stuff. It was pretty funny. Um, and then of course we had, uh, Kevin, Nelly, as always, uh, we, we adore them. And then we had Bill, our, our wholesome friend, Bill, uh, making jokes. We had Jamie, um, and it was always fun to have Jamie. Um, and we were messing with her about relationships and stuff, but you know, she didn't want to hear it, which was fine. Uh, but other than that, guys, also what we had was the Sixers game if you didn't see it you missed out uh, i rang the bell at the sixers game i forget when it was it was the beginning of the month i can't remember middle i don't know but um who who were we playing we were playing the the thunder which no one's on the thunder so it was whatever but it was a fun experience we got in there uh they gave us our vip wristbands we went in we were allowed to get some food and drinks it was free so we got some wings. We got everything. It's like underneath where the stands are. I don't really know what that area is called. So we got in there. We were able to do that. This girl came out who brought us in and said, here's the shirt you made. So she gave us shirts. We got a whole bunch of free swag. It's cool that I got the shirts. Um, people, and I know everyone's been asking. I don't know if you can buy the shirts. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if it's in their stores or what they're going to be doing with it. But I know it has to go through the NBA. They have to make sure that they can say, yes, you can do that. So they have to put it through a whole bunch of channels. But we did that, and then we get in there. So we get in there. We get to meet the guy who's the guy who teaches you how to ring the bell. So he's talking to me, and everyone saw me on TV and was like, David, why didn't you hit it really? I'm explaining to you right now why I couldn't hit it hard. Like, everyone's like, why weren't you smacking that thing? So you get in there. They have the bell. He's telling you what you're supposed to hit. There is a star the size of a penny on the bell. You have to hit that star. If you hit above it, it makes a clunk sound. It's embarrassing. Some people have done that, and that's what they told me. If you hit below it, you will probably miss, and it won't really ring. You have to hit right on that sweet spot. So that's all crap. So the instructions were three, two, one, hit, one, two, hit, one, two, hit. I have rhythm, uh, music, and dancing, and everything else like that. So I understand what the count is and everything else like that. So I had to do that. I said, okay. So in my mind, I was going to immediately I'm like hit it medium wise, not too crazy. So we get in there. We were allowed to get to our seats. We're sitting there waiting. We're talking to the girl. Apparently, Ashley and the girl who works there went to high school together. They didn't even know. Small world. Funny. I got to meet a lot of the performers, too. Um, some of them took down my information because uh, I made the shirts that they were wearing, which was pretty cool. So we get out there and then it's time. So they're re wheeling it out. I get to see Franklin the dog. I fist pound him. Everyone is like, oh, David Graves, the 2020 to 2021 t-shirt something something winner. So immediately I hear cheers and I hear boos. It's Phillies fans. No surprise there. They probably went to James Harden. They just signed him at that point in time. So I hear one, two, three, hit. Or three, two, one, hit. I hit it. And then I hear one, two, hit. I hit it. One, two, hit. I hit it. So I hit it perfectly each time. He said, you did a good job, whatever, whatever. I had people text me like, why didn't you hit it harder? Whatever. So we got to do that. We get we get to hang out for the rest of the game. I got Franklin to sign one of the shirts that I'm probably just going to frame with the tickets and everything else like that. Um, I had one of the players, Shake Milton, fall into me. 
<laughs> I like was sitting there. I had him. I was like, are you good? Like, you need help? He just sat there for a second, got up and then ran and got back on the court. But it was a fun time. Uh, what Something I'll remember forever. I have it recorded. I'm definitely going to make sure that it's it's in there and framed for everyone to see. Um, and shout out to my barber for giving me a free cut for that. And because I had a son, so I didn't have to pay for that. Amazing times. But, man, Sixers game. Whew. Well, won't ever forget it. Won't ever forget it. But um, had that going on right now. Also, we're doing some basement renovating. We have the one half done. I don't know if, well, I didn't get to show Mike yet, but he'll probably be over eventually. We got one half done. We're getting the other half done. So pretty soon, maybe we'll be able to do some podcasts in there. You guys will be able to see us depending on how we get that set up. I'm excited for it. Whole content center. Um, and then Coda. We got some updates on Coda, man. For people out there who have a dog and you just had a kid, good Lord. Uh, Coda's been going through her only child syndrome where now she's not the only child and we have to divert some attention away from her. So she's just been, you know, barking at random stuff like always crying because I don't like her on the couch right now because she can jump. She likes jumping around and for holding the baby, that's kind of dangerous. So she's just been crying, doing all that. She peed on the floor uh, not too long ago. And it was kind of funny because Ashley wanted to go downstairs and get a bottle. She, of course, she's barefoot. So she goes in the kitchen and she steps into a puddle of pee. And that was at 3 a.m. And if you guys don't know, Ashley, she is not a uh, person that likes to be woken up or anything happened to her when she's sleepy. So she lost her mind and threw her in the crate. And that's where she was for the rest of the time. So we've been training her to get used to you're a dog. I know we've been treating you as if like, you know, you're a human. I usually try not to. Ashley kind of does because that's her baby. I understand. But we've been trying to treat her like she's a dog, not like she's a small child. So she's been it's been a little rough, but she's getting there and she's doing better. So it's pretty good. Um, also, I've not been gaming as much. Um, I, I think Mike can also touch to this, too, because uh, he's been working and everything. But I haven't been gaming and it's not that bad. I always thought this would suck. But uh, there's nothing out right now. And honestly, sitting back and looking at some of the stuff we've been playing, like Apex and and PUBG, and I can't even remember, uh, Call of Duty Warzone, like, it starts to get repetitive, and you're seeing that you're just playing because you want to play a game, and sometimes as a consumer, you should just stop playing a game if it's not that great, like, Apex is actually pretty good, Call of Duty sucks, so <laughs> stop playing the game and make sure they make it better, um, so it's been giving me some time to sit back, actually play some games on my Switch that I would like to play, I got the whole Devil May Cry series on it, it's pretty fun, I like playing that. Um, also been looking at some more news with other games that are coming out and the steam deck and all that stuff. So it's been getting me excited about that, but being away from the computer has been enlightening and helpful. And I'm, I'm happy. Um, also we have a summer prep. We're getting ready for the summer guys, cookouts and everything else like that. So we've been buying some stuff. We just went to Costco. We've been getting some, uh, like containers, pots and pans, new grilling stuff for out there, new stuff for the house. So that way when people come over, um, cause it's always fun. Last year we had a couple of cookouts that were actually really fun having everyone come over and sitting and talking, having a good time, uh, which occasionally sometimes we party when we go to other places, but at my house, I like just, you know, everyone grab a drink, have some meaningful conversation, meet somebody new. You never know. Um, and then also we have the wedding date picked out October 26th. It gets scared. It gets scary, man. Like now, now that you set a date, good lord. Like not to jump on top. No, of it, please come like, in. Now that you set a date, I've been. Like I'll tell you what. Like just just to give a little bit of uh, transparency from when I when me and uh, Carolyn were planning our wedding, like everything was good for like 
majority of the lead up to the event. Like we had our venue picked out. We had our food picked out. We had everything kind of what we needed. And I'm telling you, man, like I didn't really feel like the stress of it until it's like seriously like the 11th hour Mm -hmm. and like you are and it's like a week or two out from the day for some reason there's always gonna be something that crops up out of nowhere or someone who's who you're gonna realize you forgot to invite or Mm -hmm. you have you've invited too many people and you don't have enough seats Mm -hmm. or or just weird semantics about the details so like i look forward to like uh talking you off the cliff uh, when it gets a little bit close to it because it's not like you're it's not that you don't you're not gonna wa- you're not gonna want to get married you are gonna want to get married it's just like all of the other fine details that'll eventually just crop up out of nowhere yeah happy to help happy to help if there's ever if there's anything that like something doesn't seem right or you don't know what what to what to suggest uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be having a uh, conversation especially because well, one good thing is it's we're waiting two years, and a lot of people are like, "Why are you waiting two years? Why can't it be sooner?" But if you really think about it, everyone's wedding has gotten pushed back, so a lot of the dates have been taken. But going into twenty twenty four, I said, "Well, you know, I have some stuff I want to pay off." Ashley, I don't think she has anything she needs to pay off. I mean, she could probably uh, pay off her car if she would like one to. But there's different things that we want to pay off and then save up money for it, so that way it's paid for. One thing that people don't understand with weddings is. Sometimes your guests don't pay you what they're supposed to pay you. Now, that's not me saying, like, you know, be greedy and give them a thousand dollars. No. But the etiquette for weddings are supposed to be like, you're supposed to pay like 200 or something for a plate or not. Like, you know, if you're going to give a gift, like, that's your gift. If you're not going to buy something for them, you're supposed to, you know, give them money because the wedding is being thrown for you to celebrate with them. So the amount of money that goes out for a wedding is astronomical. And I just, I mean, I already knew that, but sitting there and looking at the numbers and we just did a little bit of it today, um, and we're paying for the plate, we're paying for all that stuff. So a lot of that stuff has to go into weddings and a lot of people don't know that. I'm not saying if you guys come to our wedding, it's like, oh, you got to give us 250 or something like that, but it helps out towards that. So that way it's done. Weddings are supposed to be celebrated all together. And that's the thing. Me personally, I wanted a destination wedding. Ain't going to happen. Um, but as far as I know, it's going to be at the Downingtown Country Club. Really nice place. Really nice lady who uh, gave us a um, venue. Uh, not a sponsor, but if you guys would like to be, you know, come over there and get some free golf. Um, which I think that might be a part of the package. I think we get a free round of golf. I'm down. So, I mean, I'll, you can come. I'll bring my brother. I don't really play golf. I'll sit in the cart and do whatever. But I think we get a free oh, round of golf. You can be the caddy. Both both me and my wife play. We'll, we'll come play on out. So, they said I'm allowed yeah. to bring some people. And then you get a free round. And you can do it within any time of that year um, that you oh, get. That's cool. So, that's pretty cool. A lot of the amenities are amazing. Like the florist and the cake people are there and everything else like that. But as time goes on, we'll be talking about it more, guys. But we finally picked that. I'm no excited doubt. for it. Two years is definitely going to give us plenty of time to save up and get a lot of it paid off uh, and get the honeymoon. For sure. But, Mike, that's enough Yo. about me. What's going on yeah. in the mind of Mike? Hey, you know people we expected that this was going to be a little you know life heavy episode because you know we've been off for a month right mm-hmm. uh we've been you know working on some things in the background uh you know david's been you know learning the routine of being a new dad i've been dealing with a new job um and that's kind of where i want to start um at least my, my little portion here because like i did you know i started a brand new job at the beginning of this year um in a field that i have uh experience in but not necessarily I, I didn't have everything that I needed day one kind of in terms of skill sets. 
And so there was a lot of stuff I had to learn. There was a lot of things. There was there was a huge skill curve, and um, I come to real I come to find out early on in my employment that my department that I was hired into was only created this past April. Um, so it's a fresh, brand new uh, side of the business uh, that that we work for. So there really wasn't a lot of like infrastructure or or like um, procedures or policies kind of created for this uh, department. We're just kind of like flying by the seat of it and um, figuring it out as we go along and kind of and we were told from the get go that each of us that like controlled a certain like market or whatever um, needed to like own our desk, meaning like if there's a problem, I have to fix it if there's if there's some new thing we want to try, it's up to me to figure out how to, we're going to do it. And so that, so like, there's a lot of like f- freedom in that, in terms of creativity and like problem solving, which I really enjoy. But at the same time, it's, it can be very stressful when, uh, you know, you're speaking to a customer or something, or you're trying to, you know, deal with logistics and things just aren't working. And you're trying to like, who do I reach out to, to kind of get this to work? And the answer is honestly, they're like not, really not many people that you have that choice for and so for me um it's been really stressful Uh, my last job was kind of a cakewalk um some people thought uh in the department that i had previously thought it was hard but i'd been there for four years and that after a four-year mark you were just kind of coasting Mm -hmm. um doing really well but so you know this is the first time in a long time that i'm being seriously challenged and i'm learning something new that that's actually like very valuable and so it, it, along with learning something new in in a like a high stakes environment, it comes with a lot of stress, and mo- and I've been dealing with more stress than I've than I've had in probably over a decade. Like just a, like an immense amount of of work related stress, um, and a lot of it is, is is the fact that I am a very um, I hold myself to a very high uh, degree that I, like I expect a lot out of myself, and that's a little bit of like of a toxic. Uh, you know, personal, personal image that I hold for myself because it's a standard that I'm like, even if I were to reach a, a good level of that standard, I'll always be searching for a higher level. And I have to remind myself, my wife reminds me, um, even one of my coworkers had to remind me today, like, you know, take a breath, go for a walk. Don't, it, this isn't, this, this is serious, but it's not personal. You're just, you know, <clears throat> we are all kind of figuring this out. Um, you know, this company has a very big budget. But as far as my department is concerned, it's very much like a startup because we're, we're kind of figuring it out as we go along. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a big problem, like disconnecting mm-hmm. from my work day. Um, I've, I now work three days in an office, two days at home. And I just have such a problem uh, letting it go, mm-hmm. like letting go any kind of mis- missteps that I've done in the day or or thinking that I, did I do enough? To, mm-hmm. to, to fulfill the need of whatever that task was. And I'm finding that it's like hurting my sleep. It's hurting like my digestion. Like I'm getting more acid reflux. Um, I'm, my, my mood has just been down a lot more. Yeah. And so like I've been really trying to find ways for me to learn how I can better deal with my own stress. And we talked a little bit about this last episode, how, how me and uh, both David and I ha- share an interest in possibly getting like a punching bag. Yeah. Um, and so I've been like on the hunt for a punching bag. Um, I think I know which one I want to get. I really would love one that's like a dead hang on a chain that hangs from like a ceiling. Yeah, so but not feasible. It, those are so those are so hard to, 
to like put in because you have to make sure you get the right beam. Yeah, yeah. It can't be, you know, it doesn't want to be like yeah. load bearing. Yeah. You don't want to ruin the, the, the structure of the ceiling or the house. And so I think I'm going to get one of those like uh, freestanding ones you fill up with water or sand at the bottom. And then you can just use the punch it, you know, whenever you need yeah, to. Yeah, I was thinking about doing this. And thing. I, yeah. And like, I've been shopping around trying to find them. I'm looking probably at spending at least like a, probably like 180 on the bag mm-hmm. uh, and then get a good pair of gloves for like 50 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something I would like, my, my wife was like, would you put it downstairs with like the rest of like the workout equipment that we have? Or would you actually want this in your office upstairs? And I was like, honestly, it would be really nice in my office because like midday, if I'm at home working and I'm having something stressful happening, I'd love just to be able to step away from my desk and like punch something, but like not in, de- in a destructive way, <laughs> like like physically let out mm-hmm. the stress or the frustration that I'm dealing with versus internalizing it and like hurting my health, mm-hmm. hurting my mental, my sanity yeah. and all those things. So this weekend, actually, we are going to shop around to all these different sporting stores to try to find the best deal, the best options. Cool. And I am I promise you this weekend I am buying a bag. I am going to figure it out. Uh, I think we're going to go to like three different like um, Dick Sporting Goods mm-hmm. stores to try to find uh, one because the one closest to us doesn't really have a good selection mm-hmm. and we want to go somewhere where maybe that's got something better. Yeah, but who knows? Let me know. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the answer, right? Like maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the answer. If you really think about it, and I've sold that on TikTok too. Um, like me, it's it's weird. Like in the being in the society and the culture of video games, like our outlet is playing video games. But when your time gets taken away from not being able to play, which you know kind of relates to what I was saying too. Like I felt relieved, but at the same time, I don't know how the average person works or the average male. I don't know if they go to like you know the, the gym or whatever. But just waking up, going to work, dealing with your work stuff, and me and Mike are fairly similar. And I've said that before. I feel like that too. Where if I let my boss down, or if I feel like I'm letting my boss down, um, I also have like PTSD from my other job and how they were treating me. Like you take some of that stuff with you, and you're just sitting out on the couch or whatever, and you're thinking about it, and you're like, oh, did I really do this or whatever? But Video games kind of give us the time to get away from that and jump into something new. And when your time gets taken away and not being able to do that, which Mike, you know, he works, comes home, does what he has to do, and then probably goes to bed uh, relatively early like we all do because we're trying to get rest. You don't have that. So you're literally your time of your day is work, home, little bit, and then work. So a lot of that stuff you're picking back up and you're doing everything. So finding something else outside of that is is definitely uh, a good idea. I, let me know because I'm gonna go get a bag too if it's if it's good. I'm yeah, gonna get one. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and like in the in that case, same kind of vein, I'm gonna skip around some of my topics here. But like another thing, I like I set a goal for like every year when oh, when a new year starts, me and my wife lo- love to just like we have a, dr- a dry erase board that we just like write some like lofty goals on them or just things that we would love to have accomplished at by the end of the year and sometimes it's like big stuff sometimes it's like buy a new car or pay off this credit card or or whatever or go on a vacation and sometimes it's small stuff right and one of the small things on there you know last year we talked a lot about it on this podcast i um i wrote and ran a D campaign uh david was uh david played our buddy billy played and our other friend uh erica played um, it was a really great time. And earlier, uh, a couple weeks ago, while be- dealing with some stress at work, I just kind of, uh, I was like, you know, that was such an escape in a way that like I haven't really felt from a video game in a long time. And uh, what what would happen if if I just started writing a new campaign? Because 
one of the goals that we set at the beginning of the year, me and my wife, was that I wanted to, D- to DM Dungeon Master another D&D or, or a tabletop RPG of some nature because it was so much fun to, to do that with everybody. Um, we, we created such a, a beautiful story that um, at some points I was like, uh-oh, I don't know what I'm going to do because my players are doing some crazy shenanigans mm-hmm. that I just need to figure out how to how to work around and, and get us back on track for the main story, but it, it all worked out in the end. Um, and so I was like, yeah, you know, uh, let's write something. Um, so I, I, I've, I've written uh, an idea of a, of a campaign. Um, this one's not, this is going to be very D&D light because it's mostly based on some other mechanics that I've been looking at. Um, but it is still dice rolling. It is still, you know, uh, combat. You gotta, you gotta figure out what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, um, um, I'll, I'll give those the, the quick little ele- elevator pitch, just so everyone who, uh, who's listening who might be interested can uh, can get some vibe for it. Um, we're doing. It's gonna be like, I don't. It's not. It's not gonna be Stranger Things, mm-hmm. but there. But it will be strange, and there will be some weird things. Um, it t- it takes place uh in like 1980s, not specific really. Um, in a Midwest kind of farm town, like an isolated small farm town, um, a bunch of high school kids stumble onto something crazy that that threatens their way of life, and they have to figure out how to deal with it and uh, without ruining their summer vacation. You know, like it it it, it wants to sound um, like simple and and like and harmless at at the, at the beginning because I you know I really want to build some exciting narrative and I want the te- the players to to kind of help create that narrative as well and writing that like i've been writing that while at work Mm -hmm. like in my notebook because like i just needed something else to put my my brain on something else because sitting on your phone scrolling twitter instagram just doesn't do it right like i needed something where i was like 100 percent engaging my brain on something that wasn't work or my phone and it's been and it's been working out pretty great and we actually have our first session um geared up to go this sunday Mm -hmm. really excited to get it started uh, David, I think, is going to be sitting on the bench I'm a, on this one. I'm a, listen, I, I love D and D, and I've told Mike that before, especially because you know, even to chime in more on some of this stuff, um, not to hop in on Mike too much, but no, no, you're uh, good. Like we are creatures of like habit of creating. So Mike is a creator. That's how he is. Like Ashley can sit on the couch downstairs and scroll on her phone. Like she can get off work, scroll on her phone, go to bed, and be fine. I don't know how you can do that and not have a hobby or anything, but that's who she is, and she's happy. Um, I'm not like that. I need to go do stuff. I need to, you know, like Mike said, sometimes I like doing a D and D campaigns and everything else like that. Um, and would be even cool. Like even if before Sunday, if we can do this since me and Mike have figured out how to record separately, if we wanted to record this and put it on our humble threads, YouTube or whatever else like that, that'd be exciting for me because I won't be there. I'd be able to edit it. Um, but that'd be fun to do. So we could have everyone record their voices uh, separately. But another thing is, this whole pandemic has reworked our brains so we don't get any human interaction. And when we do, we think it's wrong, uh, which is kind of messed up. Like I've been at certain things like we're out to dinner and everything else like that. My battery drains quickly, my social battery. And I'm like, I don't want to be here, but why do I feel that way? And it's because, you know, we want to be separate and everything else like that. But like D&D games, board games, I sent one in the chat not too long ago. Different things that we can do. And I said, once this basement's done, I would love to have like Mike come over if he wanted to run a one shot. My other D&D group, we play every now and then, but we don't always get to play. The people who want to, we can do a one shot with that. 
um, and get the human interaction, get your brain turning again with as far as imagination and having fun. And that definitely helps out um, with people unwinding and everything, getting getting the brain juices going. Oh, I totally agree. Um, you know, obviously this new job, it, it, it does come with some extra perks. Like it, it's offering me um, more money than my previous job was. And so I'm, I'm also using that same kind of creative um, idea, that atmosphere, trying to figure out more creative ways to just live life, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, too many people think that life's, life's boring, the, the, the mundane routine is, is crushing them, and they really just want to be on vacation all the time. When, but when you realize that vacations are meant to be special because they're meant to be special because you don't do them all the time, and, you know, life is what happens when you're doing the mundane thing. Mm -hmm. And so the more you can focus on, you know, simple conversations, whether at the breakfast table or the dinner table or or how you interact with your spouse or, or friends or or whoever um, when you get home from work, that's the stuff that really makes life amazing when you really put a lot more attention on that, which is why, you know, I've been really focusing on trying to, to figure out a better way to unwind my stress because it's obviously it, 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 it affects that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing that um, we've been doing um, religiously so far, um, every Friday, I've committed that me and my wife are going out for a date night. We and it usually ends up being like a restaurant somewhere. Um, we have a whole list of ones we love to frequent. Um, but but we've been more more recently just because I've had a little more income. We've been mm -hmm. going to much nicer places mm -hmm. and it really just allowing ourselves to to, to create romantic opportunities mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily necessarily like physically inclined mm -hmm. so like it's more about just experiencing together something really beautiful or, or, or something nice or something yeah. that maybe you might not do typically but you know and i said to her last friday we were at a really nice italian restaurant and i said you know these dinner dates if we do them right can feel like mini vacations mm -hmm. Because what do you do on a vacation? You go out for nice meals. You go out to nice. You go. You go see cool things. You you tag things in. Maybe you go out and do something exciting, and then go and then and maybe you know eventually end up eating at any somewhere. Yeah. Um. We have a we have a plan maybe uh soon to go rock climbing at, a, at like a rock gym, and then maybe hit up a hit a hit up a restaurant afterwards or something like that. Mm. Um. But yeah, so we've been doing that a lot. Um, yes. and that's really been doing, it's really been working wonders, honestly, like not that I, there's anything wrong with our, our, our marriage or relationships, mm -hmm. but like, it's really nice to plan out intentional, special moments that happen inside of your mundane routines. Yeah, I agree. Um, um I, I was just going to yeah. chime in, like, especially like that, that's even better to do People who are in relationships understand what that means. Uh, Mike's not saying anything's wrong with his relationship. When you're in a relationship, you get stuck in that, you know, constant rotating wheel of, you know, everything's fine. And if, especially if you've been dating for a while, it's kind of like, you know, everything, everything's going good. You're not really, you don't notice you're not doing things, but you should be such as going out to dates and et cetera. And uh, me and Ashley have been doing that. One thing we also do is like, we separate a little bit. Like Ashley will go have girls night with her friends and I'll just be hanging out. And I've been trying to push her more to go out because we have a child and I understand she wants to sit there with him. But I'm like, go do something like first get away from me because I love you to death. But sometimes we need you need that separation because if you can't miss someone, um, just like the vacation feel like if she's go, like if she goes to do something that might feel like her vacation, then she gets to come back and is excited to be back at home. Um, just like if Mike was to come out with the boys and then come back, Carolyn would be excited. Like, I really missed you. And this it gives you something to talk about. Um, same goes with her. I know the girls had like a 
girls' night or something. So that's something I tried to get Ashley to go, but she was pregnant at that time, so it wouldn't have made sense. But <laughs> those type of things, especially now, are something that you should uh, implement into your relationship. And, and Mike's Mike's at the forefront of it now. He's doing it now. So yeah, and and again, it, it doesn't have to always be a fancy restaurant, yeah. but it's just the intention of saying, you know that's what, awesome. this day this of this week, mm-hmm. we are going out. I don't care if we're going to Wawa, McDonald's, or the local bar. Mm-hmm. We are doing something that is just out of the usual, unexpected yeah, kind of thing. To look forward to too. So yeah, um, you know, we're also at the moment we we've been uh, scouring all over uh, Home Depot's website and stuff like that because we are interested in remodeling our master bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much of that I'm going to be able to do myself, or if we're going to have to have someone come in and do it. I think I like I've. I know some plumbing. I can paint a wall. I can I can do a little bit of electrical work uh, from what I've done in the past. So we're gonna try to do as much of it ourselves as we can. Um, well, give me a call. I, I dabble here and there. Um, yeah, right. Uh, so, but you know, that's something that's exciting on the horizon for us. Um, and then the last the last thing I wanted to touch on is the fact that uh, just you know gotta gotta give a little humble plug to my yo yo sponsor, Throwing Sideways. Uh, if you're out there on the on the on in the Instagram of uh of that side of the social media world, uh, keep an eye out on uh, throwing sideways um their their Instagram because later this later this month uh March there will be a release of a highly anticipated um the competition style yo-yo that they're dropping out. Um, I don't even think I can give a name for it yet. I'm not sure if that's if it's even allowed to be anything other NDAs. than a prototype currently. NDAs. Yeah, right. NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. But yeah, keep an eye out for it. It's, um, this past weekend, uh, I had to film some uh, yo-yo tricks for the uh, advertisement video that's going to put out for it. Um, and what? And I just wanted to bring that back in and in, in around this date uh, conversation because um, my wife is uh, actually went to school for photography, um, not videography, but but photography. So she's got an eye for you know how how to make things look nice and stuff like that. So. I don't always ask her to film me when I'm doing yo-yo tricks because um, sometimes I can't get the trick down the first time around and, and she has to end up standing there waiting for me to get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was actually really exciting for both of us because it, I said, hey, I need some dynamic shots. I need different angles. I need you to be moving while, while I'm doing this to try to create some like like just interesting videos that will look well in an advertisement. And so we had some fun doing that together. And um, I always really appreciate it when um you know when she reaches out and uh you know humors my hobbies mm-hmm. uh, and i think that's important to do in, in any relationship is just humor each other's hobbies like it might not be your hobby but it's obviously someone something that either you or your spouse or loved one really loves to do so it's not so it's always important yeah. to do that and even and, and on top of that uh she took a big leap of faith and she will be joining uh the D crew for this new campaign mm-hmm. that i'm putting together for the first time ever um, really excited to have her join that. So we can't forget um, they, they verbally agreed to this. Who knows when yeah. this will happen? But Ashley right. uh, and Carolyn said they will both be coming on the podcast. We have no idea when that yeah. will be. We were trying to do it last year for a season finale at some point in time. Stuff got mixed up and around, but now we're here, crisp and clean and smooth, like velvet in your ear. So now, now this might might have to be a thing. Uh, we'll see when this happens. It's gonna well, be funny. Yeah, we'll 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 see what that even becomes or looks like. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that could be fun. Um, I don't know, but that's that's kind of it for uh, the mind of Mike uh, and the world of Graves for the first half of the show. Uh, we're gonna take a quick ad break. We got some new ads for you. Um, please give them a listen. If there's anything, any call to actions in there, please go do that. It really means a lot to us. 
Um, we'll be right back with some uh, more of like meatier topics um, that we've been interested about um, a little bit after this break. Thank you. What's going on, guys? You know, if you keep thinking to yourself, how can I rock and support the Humble Threads boys? Well, we got some news for you. If you go on to Teespring and type in Humble Threads, you'll be able to find a lot of different things. Mike, why don't you tell them what they can find on Teespring? Oh, my goodness. There's so much on there. We have T-shirts. We got hoodies. Uh, we got what else? We have? we have mugs. We have pint glasses. Uh, so many options available on the on the Humble Threads Teespring merch store. Uh, you know, it's it's literally at the moment the greatest way to help support the show, and we would love to see some pictures of you out there rocking our material, rocking our logo. Send us some pictures on the Pod Humble uh, Twitter, if you will. But Teespring Humble Threads merch. Yeah, get it. So, guys, if you would love to go get it, once again, that is on Teespring. If you type in Humble Threads, you can get the merch. And before you know it, if we start getting some orders in, we'll be able to get our own domain name and use that to make some more cool things for you guys. And who knows, maybe we can do some more giveaways in the future. But once again, go to Teespring, Humble Threads. Thank you, guys. Thank you for everyone who's bought stuff already. And we appreciate you. Stay humble. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those new ads. Um, maybe they were bad. I don't know. Let us know. <laughs> Hit us up on the Pod Humble at Twitter um, and let us know what you think. But either way, uh, so we want to talk. We want to jump over into the games corner a little bit and talk about about two games that came out literally on the same day or the same week. Mm-hmm. Kind of cruel of the gaming world to do this because they're both really um, big hits lately. Uh, but first up, we want to talk about Destiny Two, the Witch Queen expansion. Uh, you know. It, it's been a long awaited. It was delayed several months. Um, it made the last season of the previous expansion go extra long. And a lot of people kind of fell off or lost interest or did, you know, did too much too, uh, too early on. And the destiny franchise is, is something that like, unless you've been like a diehard fan of it, you kind of, a lot of people fell off. Like, you know, they, people say like the last good expansion was taken King, which is, all the way back to like D1, I, I think, if, if my memory serves me right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been a long time coming for Destiny to really like, you know, catch its wings again and, and take flight. And right now, whether you are a returning player or if, you, you know, maybe you haven't played in a while or maybe you love Destiny, but right now is honestly the best time. And I, and I probably would say this at the beginning of any expansion, but honestly, this one just is incredible. There is so much com- coming to... Um, like a pinnacle moment um, based on what's happening in this in this uh, expansion. They've completely rebuilt how some of the uh, subclasses work, specifically the Void subclass, um, but they will be rebuilding the Arc and Solar later on in the seasons throughout the year. Um, but they completely basically, so previously with like the Void subclass, you had to pick between like one of three like tree, like perk trees, um, depending on what you wanted to do. But now they've taken all of those perk trees, basically, completely destroyed them and just say, hey, let's let the players pick and choose what perks they want, what 
what abilities they want specifically within each subclass of void and let them make their own builds you know you know sometimes there were things that one of the perk trees had but you you really liked one of the other aspects of the other perk tree Mm -hmm. but you could never use them at the same time but now you can uh so void has been completely rebuilt and it's really incredible the missions that you have to do feel good right because um previously they've had you know campaign stories in every expansion but there was never a difficulty that you could apply to it and this time around they they have the regular no- normal story mode for people who just want to play the story and want to get through relatively easy and they have one called the legendary mode um and what's even better about having a legendary mode is that any time during that campaign they allow you to switch back and forth um if you're if you go up against something that's too hard um, the, and also about that legendary mode, which is incredible, is if you're able to get through it, if you're able to get all the way through the campaign, you you are guaranteed an armor set that will be 20 light levels above the soft cap. Um, so at least, which with the soft cap currently is 1500, so you're you're guaranteed a, an armor set which will be 1520, um, which is awesome. Uh, spe- specifically for anyone who's interested in day one raiding, the new raid that's coming out. Um, we ha- I think we have like eight. Uh, Saturday, uh-huh. yeah, Saturday. Uh, so the day after this goes live, um, the raid is open. I will not be day one raiding. Um, you know, just like David, uh, my new job and just things going on, I have not been able to play nearly as oh, much yeah. as I want to. I think for those out there who are, who are playing, who are listening at the at the recording of this, which today is... March 2nd, so when we are recording this, I'm only, I think, light level 1511. Um, and I haven't completed the, the main um, campaign yet. It's it's really hard. And I'm doing it on legendary mode. I'm playing it solo. I'm close to finishing it, but it, 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 it's, it just still feels good, though. Like, I can do, I can go against a boss fight and die 35 times and still feel like I'm making progress because you are because you're still dropping engrams, you're still dropping mm-hmm. items during that. You're it's kind of like allowing you to farm um, the encounters because of how difficult they are. But what's the raid cap? It feels uh, raid's gonna be fifteen fifty. Oh, okay. um, you're gonna you're Ooh. gonna need to I think. Um, yeah, that's like the hard cap. Okay. Um, but uh, really excited to, to watch some some uh, day one raids on that. Um, again, th- this this expansion came with a whole new like patrol zone on the uh, the throne world of Savathun, which is like the big bad of this of this expansion. But just from what I've played so far, me and my wife have been playing a lot. We we are uh, over the moon with how good it just feels because I'll I'll die on this hill. There is not a first person shooter out there that feels as good as Destiny does. Um, David, I know that you've you're you're dabbling. Um, what what are you, what are your uh, opinions about? It so I'm far? going to take this time. If there's any Sony developers listening, for the love of God, put Destiny Two on Steam Deck. For the love of God. Um, but I'm I'm gonna ride with Michael on this one fully, only for this reason. I was in and out on Destiny One and Two because. There's stuff going on behind the scenes, whether it was legal reasons, moving to different studios or whatever was going on. The story was lacking um, and the gameplay was still good. But with the story lacking, there's, it's kind of hard to get behind it. So I didn't really understand what was going on. And I've said that to Mike and CJ numerous of times. Like I picked it back up to say, well, I'm just here to have fun with you guys. Like, I don't really care about the story. It is what it is. I recently got it spoiled and I will not talk about the ending here. 
But hearing the ending, and I said, well, screw it. I'm just going to look up a YouTube video and explain it. Hearing the new ending for this expansion really tied it all together. Where I had bits and pieces of the story, but the bits and pieces of the story that kind of mattered, I didn't think mattered, but they do, now make sense with the ending of this. So, like, if you guys have been hopping back in like I have, or backing out and coming in and backing out, when you hop in and finish this, you will sit there and say, oh, oh, okay. Because originally we just thought the Traveler just came and just gave people light and wow, all this other stuff. But now with this expansion, it's explaining it and it's deeper than that. That in my hypothesis and me and CJ I'm talking about, all I'm going to say is this is it's not giving the humans light because they think we're worthy of it. They're giving it light to defend against something like that's literally what's going like anyone can get it. And that's what we were taking away from it. Humans or whatever. So when we were hearing stories about, oh, well, the cabal almost got it or the hive almost got it. Or, it was going to different places for a specific reason. This explains the reason. When I saw it, it was on TikTok, which I rarely go on TikTok. And me and Mike have been talking about that. But I was scrolling and I saw something. I was like, what is this? Because at first I thought it was an NFT. At first I, I had no idea what the heck I was looking at. Because that's usually what was all over these things. And I looked it up and I said, holy crap. So it's made me more excited to get in here because I know something bigger is coming. So now what, what Destiny was lacking has finally hit the nail on the head. They've been a great mm. gameplay, great mechanics the gear everything else like that but now where you're playing for something that's going to happen and it's probably not gonna happen for another like four or five years but you're playing for something because you know something's coming now outside mm -hmm. of the expansion so you're excited for the expansion but yeah. you're excited for something that's about to come later down the road so you're grinding for a reason because we're about to fight something bigger than what we thought we were fighting so right but yeah exactly like i think that's a really great way to, to like sum up the overall idea of what this campaign is trying to do like yes like Savathun is like this uh campaign's like big bad if you will but it's it's only a piece like a chess piece on a chessboard. there's only like you need like you need to understand the story of Savathun through this campaign for the rest of the reason why destiny is what it is mm -hmm. to happen mm -hmm. and how coming from someone who I, it has not been spoiled for me yet. I've been very good about Man. about like about avoiding any kind of spoilers because I know how good the campaign is currently, and I'm almost through it. And it's like you want to. It makes you want to find out. Like You're it really does feel pants. like an. I'm just letting you know. Right I, like I I already have like my own theories about what it is. Yo, but like I it, I'm I'm certain of it. Like, but that's. But like, if you look at like Twitter about this, like unbelievably overpouring uh, positivity for Bungie and Destiny Two, the whole community is like, "Oh my goodness, it's amazing." Mm -hmm. The only criticism I've heard so far is that they made some changes to the mode Gambit. Oh yeah, and people are mad about it. And honestly, from what I've been from what I've been told, whether you know what Gambit is or not, I don't really care. But from what I've been heard about it, the only people who are butthurt about it being bad are people who used to overly enjoy doing what's known as the invader and invading the other team and like wrecking them and, and making them lose and whatnot. It's now stacked heavily against that. So it's almost more about teamwork than it is just trying to mm -hmm. ruin the other team's progress. 
and some people don't like that. Some just people might, get good. Some people do like it. Like I, like I, not to interject, <laughs> but like we we played a lot of Gambit, and like when you go over, you're allowed to see everyone like what they have or like how many uh I forget what it's called, how many glimmer or whatever the points are that they have. I've never looked Motes. at yeah how many modes they have. I've never looked at that. I didn't even know we were allowed yeah. to have that. I just go over there to kill you guys. Like I don't really care yeah. who has the most or whatever. Because if you're that good, you should be able to realize this person's doing, like, strategize-wise in your mind. These two people are off doing this. There's one person singled out. Kill him. They're going to figure, try and figure out where you're at. They're going to split. Kill that person. That's what you should be focused on. Not, like, I'm going to kill the person with the highest moats. Like, it's going to affect them, yes. But when you start to try and play mind games with the other team, that's what I like. That's why I've always liked yeah. Call of Duty with Search and Destroy and stuff. I'm coming over to pick apart your team pretty much like, like the Predator games, you're invisible, you come over and do everything else like that. But man, screw them. The Destiny 2, and this is why I want it on Steam Deck. I'm sorry, I'm saying this again. Put it on Steam Deck because I would buy a Steam Deck. Being a dad, not being able to sit at my computer, I need to, I would love to play it handheld. Oh my goodness. I would, oh man. I mean, it would, it would, it would not be what you need because you would end up probably having to buy more stuff. True. But yeah. like, I did hear rumors that it, that Destiny 2 is rumored to be coming to Switch. Yeah. That's, that's um, scary. You know, I can't, I can't validate that. I can't be certain that it would even run properly on there. Um, and maybe like the Switch Pro, if they ever, if they ever bring one of those out, which I really just think is going to end up being the Steam that's Deck. That's a leak. Steam Deck. That Nvidia is yeah, working with them right now. I know, I know. Very excited for that stuff. But hey, anyway, gang, Destiny Two, the Witch Queen expansion. If there's ever been a time to either start the game for the first time or you know, dust dust it off and and jump back in. I'm telling you, gang, it's now. It feels good to play it. it they, they, you can now. There's no now. They've taken out like the whole grinding to try to find the perfect god roll weapon. You can now like level up certain weapons mm -hmm. and then craft your own perfect god roll for certain things, which is just incredible. Yeah, it's it's nuts. But not to mention Destiny Two Witch Queen, the same. Friggin' week, the industry decided to p drop another AAA game, and oh man, do I want to play this? I've been holding off playing it because of I want to get through the campaign on on Destiny's first. Understand before I decide because I'm not a competitive Destiny player. I don't really care about getting my max level or doing a day one raid or even a day two raid. I'll probably raid next in the month in two months. I'll probably hit that raid. Um, I don't know. My my clan is very active on the on Destiny Two, but regardless, this a new game came out. It's a it's a firm uh firm soft soft firm firm. It's a Dark Souls game. Um, uh, if you know what Dark Souls is, mm, um, I think it's Firm Soft. I can't remember, but yeah, is it Firm it Soft? I think it's a Firm Soft a, a Firm Software game. Mm. I think that's right, Firm Software. Anyway, it's the game's called Elden Ring. If you if you live under a rock and you haven't seen anything in the gaming news, it's called Elden Ring. The story itself of this game was written by George R. R. Martin. You know anything about this man? He's he's got, you know, he's maybe he's a little questionable, but he knows how to tell a good story. Um, and uh, I've been watching nonstop gameplay because this is a game. If you know anything about Dark Souls, it's a very punishing game, but has high reward for 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 succeeding and getting through. And it's like a legitimate, like. Dungeons and Dragons game where you get to like play a character that that is very flimsy and can die real quick, but the more you grind that character, the stronger they get. The more random stuff you find. Uh, what I love about these kind of games is 
there's so many secrets and hidden objectives and things that no two players really ever have the same experience in this game. And this is really the first of it of the of the Souls style games that's like fully like open world more or less. Um, the previous ones were kind of like linearly open world, like there was areas that you could go to, but you were always following a certain like snake run path. In this, you once you get out of that first like tutorial zone, you're just there. You're just in the open world, and there's things you got to go do and and stuff like that. Um, but I've been having a lot of fun watching uh, streamers play it. Um, I know I've been watching Dr. Disrespect a ton. Um, David said he's been watching Lupo and Dr. Disrespect kind of jumping back and forth. Because this is a game where it's like, I don't care if they spoil it for me. Mm. Because I'm still going to play it. Because, again, I'm going to have my own unique experience. I'm going to pick my own class. I'm going to play my own way and experience it all the way. Um, but one thing I just wanted to... to well, before we talk about our streamers, uh, David, have you have you ever played a Souls game? I have not, only for the simple fact, like you said, it's very like those games are very linear and they push you in a certain way. Like I'm the reason why I like Elden Ring is because it reminds me of Shadow of the Colossus. Like there's different monsters oh, yeah. you can fight, but you choose where you, where you want to go, yeah, like which one you want to fight. And I used to love that game. I have a vivid memory. Um, one that I will never. What a forget. classic! Yeah, my mom. Never used to really watch me play video games, but like that one, she watched me play, which was uh, Shadow of the Colossus, and she would be sitting in the background screaming like, "Oh, David, what? Oh, like you're falling off, you're on this and all that." So, um, I've never played them, but I really do want to play this one. Yeah, um, awesome. Because like, I mean, all of our friends have been playing it, and like we have a couple friends. Uh, I think Billy even said like, Billy's never played a Souls game ever, and he's been playing this one and absolutely loves mm-hmm. it. Like, he loves the challenge. He loves that it's meant to be hard. Um, it's kind of like the adult version of Breath of the Wild. Um, Very true. But for people who like uh, rewarding and punishing gameplay. Yeah. Um, I kind of like it because it reminds you of, like, <laughs> it reminds me of the games of when it's you and your, like, siblings or whatever, and you're playing the game. And it's actually hard, like Mario games and everything else like that. Yeah. And you're actually having fun watching them. Like, I think if I played it and I've asked Ashley if she would watch me play and she was like, no, but I was like, all right, whatever. But like, that'd be fun. That'd be a fun one. I would like to stream because you have people in the background either rooting for you or saying, oh, you almost yeah. had it. Or it gives you that same feeling of like you're in the arcade and you're about to beat the final <laughs> boss and everyone's behind you cheering. Like, that's the type of feeling you get. And it's rewarding. Um, yeah, so this for is- sure. Um, and so, like like I said, I've been watching Dr. Disrespect play it, and he usually plays, you know, just the classics, the AAA uh, multiplayer games, the Call of Duties, the uh, the PUBG, the, you know, the Fortnites, and, 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 and everything in between that's uh, multiplayer Battle Royales is usually his MO. But he was like, I've never played a Souls game, but I've played tons of Skyrim. Um, I've played tons of some other games. So this is going to be a totally easy game for me. Um and I and I watched so I watched his first stream when he did it on opening day, mm-hmm. and he da- he damn I think he did actually destroy his controller yep. because he was just getting wrecked, mm-hmm. and it's just so nice and funny to see someone so who who's so like strategically and tact tactfully like and skilled at gaming actually have a challenge, mm-hmm. actually realize that oh wait this game isn't like easy mm-hmm. like yes you can kind of find like that ebb and flow to the way that the combat works in this game but it was it was awesome to watch him struggle 
but also like seeing him rage at, uh, at a game that I know I'm going to rage at because there's just some things in the game that just feel unfair, but it's just because it's the game is stacked against mm-hmm. you and you really have to overcome it. Um, it's just been so so fun. Um, it's, what have you experienced with your with at least uh, watching streamers? I mean, it's fun for me because I've always, like I said before, I'm very strategically thinking. So I watch people. Um, I've always said you can learn a lot about a person by watching how they play video games. Um, like an R Call of Duty when we play Search and Destroy. I'm a mixture between staying back and moving forward. We have rushers. We have rushers like Kevin, who rush and go off of muscle like memory and everything else like that. So Lupo, I like watching Lupo. Because he actually sits there and says, okay, this is the move he does. All right, he's going to double swing here, flip it up, hit you with a fire bolt, and then there's a lull period where you can hit him. Doc does that sometimes, but he's always aggression, and that's you can tell with him. Like He'll realize certain things that are happening, but you see you see an opening, but you know it's not really an opening because he has there's a person who has like a lull attack where they swing, and then you see them do like a wider swing, and you think they're going to put their sword down and then smack you with it. And you see him get greedy and go in, and then he gets hit, and he's like, oh, that was a good move. I shouldn't have. So seeing him do that and getting humbled backwards as far as, like, you're good at games, but you actually have to tap into a different mind when you're playing these type of games. Like you said, first day, he couldn't even get out of, like, the first area. He had no idea what was going, but he kept at it, and uh, I'm happy that he actually kept at it because half the time we'll just un- uninstall it and not play it. But um, yeah, he's been it's, it's been an intriguing one. I, I definitely like watching it. I will say that. For sure, like, and it should be noted about this game if you don't know anything about um, Souls style games, is these games don't really tell you how to play. Nope. Like they don't really tell you about the secrets. They don't really tell you about the combat. They just say, Level you know, up. press, push the stick forward to go forward. Press A to dodge. Press, you know, the triggers to f- pull your sword or whatever. Like it's very, they give you very basic mechanics, but they don't tell you like, oh, like if you happen to see this kind of. Uh, of NPC like that means this or if you happen to see this kind of mark on a wall that means this uh, it doesn't tell you any of that like it wants you to really explore however you want to some people go through the game and they'll miss massive things just because it, their their journey did not take them there may or they did not know that you know certain things can be hide, hidden behind fake walls like a wall looks solid but in some places they aren't um so yeah, I don't know. I definitely am gonna play it. Um, waiting for waiting to finish up with Destiny. Um, I I feel like it's gonna be a game that that I'm gonna play for a long time. I recently over the pandemic played Dark Souls two, which was incredible and really kind of set the pace for me to really want to play this one. Um, but all right, that's enough of the games corner, gang. Let's uh, we got two we got uh yeah well we we got two more three more topics to talk about and, and then yeah and then uh and then we'll get there. Yeah. But. But yo, like uh jumping back over to the Sixers, man. Uh we secured James Harden. We did. Take it away. Sorry guys. Yeah. And if, and if sometimes you might hear me going back and forth on the podcast, I might be quiet or whatever, but um it's cuz I'm up here and Ashley's with a child. And of course, out of nowhere, I was just giving Mike like the one second cuz I thought I had to walk away. Ashley our doorbell rings and it's Ashley's niece and she says, "Can you get the door I'm pumping?" Why? Why is your niece here? But regardless, I'm like I'm recording. She she can walk in. What? But yes, we got James Harden, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> it's funny how the narrative switches for a lot of things. Everyone is now saying James Harden isn't that good. James Harden isn't that. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, wow. Just a month ago, you guys said he was one of the top five players in the league right now. But now everyone's saying that Ben Simmons is one of the best players in the league, and that dude hasn't played in a year. 
it's just funny how the narrative switches with certain things and how they want to paint you as a villain. But I'm personally excited. There's a game on tonight. Um, once I'm once we're done recording, I'm flying downstairs grabbing a beer and maybe some snacks and uh, editing some stuff and watching the game because I definitely think this is one of the best duos since we've seen with Shaq and Kobe. Everyone knows Shaq and Kobe was on a team and how dominant they were, and I think this is damn near up there. I, I will say that right now. So I'm excited about it. Um, I've watched every single game so far, and man, they've been putting on a show. Let me tell you right now. Um, if we could get like one more big man and, and maybe it's DeAndre Jordan who's coming from the Lakers, who knows, then I think I think they're in the running for the championship. And guess what? I'll be at the parade. I might be holding Caden on a light post and having up in the air, but <laughs> that's that's pretty much what's going on. I know Mike doesn't <laughs> dabble too much in the sports area, but you you can't ignore I, the hype. Like like I'd watch a game, but like I don't really care if they win or not. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna um, say. You can't ignore the hype, though. You've been seeing it because this has been the biggest thing since Jimmy yeah, Butler comes. I mean, we, this is a little bigger than that. Yeah, we live in the Philadelphia area, so, mm-hmm. like the greater Philadelphia area, and like we, you can't you can't turn on any app of anything and not not see the news about James Harden. Mm-hmm. So that's super cool. Happy to see him. He's a name that I recognize. Mm-hmm. If that's if that's worth anything out there. Yeah, um, I'm hyped about it. But speaking of the Philadelphia area, guys. Uh, once again, we you might be able to maybe uh, catch a glimpse of us if you want to come hang out. I have no idea, but I'm definitely going to get a rig this time. But we have the Fan Expo coming up fairly soon. It's April 10th to April 11th. Um, I think before it was the Wizarding World Comic Con, um, if you know what that is, which I, I watched it here and there on YouTube because sometimes they live stream, but I think they changed their name now to Fan Expo. Um, there's a lot of different names going on there. I just wanted to bring it up. Couple uh, a month in advance, couple months in advance, uh, so that way if you guys want to get the tickets, we'll be there. If you want to come say hi or whatever, just come hang out. I would say if you've never been to a comic con or a con in general, definitely come. When we went to the anime expo, it definitely was my I think it was my first expo like comic book anime anything, um, and we had a really good time. Mike found some stuff that he bought. Um, I believe he bought the the old school Mario game. I believe that he played when he was younger. I can't remember the name, but. Uh, I think it was Super Mario Land and the Seven Coins or something, maybe. Who would have thought that that would have been but there? Yeah. Who would have thought? Amazing, amazing game. Yeah, so definitely, you know, check it out if you guys want to look it up. I'll be there. I think my brother's coming. Um, me and Mike have been talking about it here and there. And our friend group, we've been talking about it. But I'm going. I'm saving up at least 500 of them things because there was some stuff there that I wanted. They had Zoids there that I wanted to get uh, at the anime one. So who knows what they're going to have in the superhero one. They'll probably have some like first edition comics or um, probably get some stuff signed. There's a lot of voice actors in there. The um, something meow something um, who plays uh, in the Mandalorian and in uh, book of Boba Fett. Um, she'll be there. I can't remember her name. Fennec. Fennec Shan will be there. Her name. Um, and then I guess the guy who voices Fry will be there. <laughs> um, and uh, the guy who plays Hellboy is going to be there. I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, is that Ron Perlman? Ron Perlman will be there. There's a lot of people who are going to be there that I was like, holy crap! A lot of voice actors for anime. Go, I think. Wait, what's his name? Is it no Goku? The voice voice of Goku will be there. I'm thinking about this. Might be a little rough, but I'm thinking about taking some pops out of the box. I've never taken them out of the box, but it would be easier for me to bring the box and have them sign it than bringing full on pops and then trying to have them sign the full on pop. I don't know. Um, but mm. I don't know if there's ticket costs to go meet them or anything, or if they'll just be walking around, if we can just walk up to them and they're on the table, I have no idea. Um, I definitely will probably be going Saturday, but to be able to see 
the dude who played the anime or played the character in anime that I value a lot. I love that anime um, would be amazing. So I don't know. Catch us out there. We'll see you there. But I guess to bring it, uh, bring it on home to our last topic, the Steam Deck launch. Mm. I think it's, I think it's going to shake the world. Mike, have you, uh, have you seen anything more into what I, I think I've shared a lot of it? Have you like read anything more into yeah, it? Yeah, you've shared most of it. Like, I mean, it, it looks good, mm-hmm. right? It looks, it looks good. Um, I feel like I, I want to say Destiny was confirmed for it. I can't be certain yes, about no, that, to be honest. But are you sure? I'm so, Mike, if it was for it, I would have spent that five hundred. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what though. Like, if when Steam, when this, like, if Steam Deck is as good as it's being kind of advertised it can be um i've also heard rumors that uh game pass is coming to the steam deck from xbox which would be insane and a game changer um it's going to give nintendo a reason to actually buckle down and make a switch pro because when you have a steam deck that obviously is not going to play you know Nintendo games, but is going to be able to play a majority of your Steam library, um, which are you know just as good as as you know PS Five uh, or Xbox Series X games, right? At this point, um, it's going to shake the world because so many people, specifically after the pandemic, who you know needed something to to keep in their hands or or wanted ways to connect in in, in that didn't require them to be in front of a console or a TV, people picked up their Switch. Right, uh, you know, there was a whole thing that happened to the world when um, Animal Crossing came out. Right, Animal Crossing dropped right when that pandemic hit, and it provided people a way to engage as a community or as friends, but in a virtual sense. And you know, when you realize that a, a, a handheld device is coming out that will be able to play like triple A titles, that's amazing. Because even I, we, we've talked about this previously on, on, on like the past episodes where it's like both of us are starting to reach for our switches um, because we want to be able to, in David's perspective, want to be able to play a game on the couch with his, with his newborn child um, where it doesn't require him to be up in the chair and at the computer using both, you know, his, both hands, keyboard, mouse to play. He wants to be able to play, you know, just a quick thing, put it down real quick, ha- uh, handle the baby put the day um, back in its uh, crib or whatever and and then grab the Steam Deck and then just keep hanging out. Um, it, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, I think that I would sooner buy a Steam Deck than consider upgrading my PC. Um, sure. You know? Or even a if, Switch if, Pro, if it's at, if... Right. If it, if it is as good as, it, as they say it's going to be. I, I am already considering buying an Xbox Series X um, once I can find one and secure that bag, um, just because I love Xbox, I've I've been an Xbox player forever. But if Steam Deck is getting Game Pass, I'm telling you right now, move over all other handheld op- options, Stadia or whatever. It's gonna be the Steam Deck that's gonna own this market because it, when Steam has games that are available on Xbox and PlayStation. Um, in some cases, it it's going to create that new hybrid model where you you really can play the games you want to play wherever you want to play them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't have any 
immediate interest in buying one right now, but it's definitely something I'm looking at. And I think I would sooner buy a Steam Deck than a, than a, a Switch Pro. Yeah, uh, and I've, I've already even said it before. Like The only thing I would buy outside of my PC is a PlayStation 5, only because of the Spider-Man game. In my eyes, I can't see that as feasible. I'm hoping soon enough Sony buckles down and says, you know what? The amount of money they would make if they put Spider-Man PS5 or PS4 or whatever on the computer would be astronomical. It would be stupid. Because there's so many people who want to play that game, but we can't. Just like when God of War came out, I think it was the highest-selling Steam game. Same with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's the same thing. Um, one thing I will say is it's, it, it's going to shake the world if they can continue with this momentum and make it even better. Um, even the, the uh, I forget is the boss, like the CEO of Valve was handing out the Steam decks personally in uh, California somewhere or whatever. Like if you ordered one, he showed up at your doorstep with the camera crew and he said, Hey, here's your Steam deck. And people were so surprised, but that's him having so much faith in this technology that it can work, but the developers and everyone else have to get behind it, such as Sony putting Destiny 2 on there, whatever else needs to come on there, because if so, it's going to blow everything out of the water. What's the point of having a console? Because yeah. if you have your Steam and you can access your library, they also have a dock where you put it into the dock. You can plug a keyboard, a mouse, and a monitor into it. You literally just brought your PC over to your friend's house and play a LAN game if you would like to. Yeah, That's ridiculous to think about. <clears throat> but what's important to remember about the Steam Deck is games aren't able to just be like copy pasted onto it. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it is a whole new console, mm -hmm. um, new way of playing. So like developers will have to basically rewrite portions of games or in the codes to be able for it to function on this, on this uh, mm -hmm. game or this new, this new handheld console is really what it is. Um, yeah, I, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. There are some ones out right now that are, dumb expensive like over a thousand like the uh xeno player or something like that i think uh king gathian or whatever his name is on facebook gaming he's been playing destiny 2 on that which it can run mm. destiny 2 how i don't know i don't know if it's because of the higher up uh, technology they have into it but it's not an official through steam everything else like that. i think it's a third party way of him doing that which is interesting but i'd rather be more official and i heard those things break I'm not spending over a thousand dollars on something that's gonna break. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, that's that's what's going on. It's crazy. Cool. Yo, what a fantastic episode, gang! If you've made it this far, pat yourself on the back. Go give us a like. Send us a review. You know what to do. But let's just do a quick recap what we talked about today. Um, you know, we talked all about David's. You know, one month into being a dad, uh, we talked about uh, the dinner out with the crew. Finally getting David to ring that bell at a Sixers game, you know, uh, setting up his basement. Uh, Coda, his dog, is is feeling a little bit of that of first only child syndrome, uh, wants a little extra love, but Caden uh, is taking, taking all that love, at, uh, at least currently. Um, you know, neither one of us are gaming too much as, um, because, you know, of our situations. Um, and, of course, uh, David's setting up for that wedding. It's at two years away, but that two years are going to come real fast. Uh, for me, you know, I've started a new job, dealing with some stress, learning about how to handle it. Um, you know, we talked about me writing uh, a new D&D campaign, searching for a punching bag, uh, remodeling my master bath. If anyone's got some tips, hit us up on the pod, Humble. We'd love to see them. We'll um, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, we, uh, my sponsor, Throwing Sideways, is dropping a new yo-yo at the end of this month. So uh, keep a lookout for that if you're interested, as well as, you know, 
the the importance of creating some special moments in your relationships with your significant others. Uh, for me, it's going out every Friday for a dinner date, whether it's somewhere fancy or somewhere simple. It's just the intention of, of, of making it special together. Um, and then, of course, we jumped over into our main topics. We talked a little bit about the games corner, um, dove pretty heavily into Destiny 2 Witch Queen. Um, absolutely incredible. Probably the best time ever to jump back into Destiny if you've been thinking about it or on the fence lately. Uh, we talked about Elden Ring, uh, a new firm software game uh, in the in the Dark Souls uh, arena of games. Uh, story written by George R. R. Martin, which is pretty cool. And we talked about our favorite streamers, uh, Doctor Disrespect and uh, Lupo, uh, giving it a try and and dealing with you know is it are you coming at things from a, a strategic point of view or are you just trying to go in with that you know what does he say speed. Uh, uh, momentum and yeah. violence or whatever you know um obviously we we had to bring in a little bit of info about about the sixers you know securing james harden um we got the fan expo coming to philly soon which is going to be exciting david said he's absolutely going to be there uh and then we talked about the stream deck but you know gang like we said at the beginning of the episode this is season two level up we are trying our best to to, to bring you more details um, uh, have meteor life topics about, you know, really just getting in here, having this conversation, talking about some relatable stuff. Yeah, guys. So as always, we say this before, you know, new, new season. So let's try, let's try and do this. We're going to, we've done better as you can hear. So we need y'all to do better. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice and consider sharing it with a friend. I'm talking about your mom, your dog, your aunt, your sister, your brother that lives across the street, your neighbor that's also mean, but you know they need to have a happy day, so they need to listen to us. It really helps us, and it really helps us get new listeners coming to our podcast and seeing what we're about. As always, gang, uh, please feel free to hit us up on our socials for the Humble Threads uh, podcast. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere you can find some social media. You're going to find us. Um, be, be on the lookout on the Instagram as well as over on YouTube for Humble Minute. Uh, B-side stuff, video content. You never know what's going to happen over there. But, you know, from, from me, from David, from, from the Humble family, please, always stay humble.